Our Psalms this evening are Psalm 4 on page 347 and Psalm 8 on page 350. Evening prayers on page 21. Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. O Lord, we beseech thee, absolve thy people from their offenses, that through thy bountiful goodness we may all be delivered from the bands of those sins, which by our frailty we have committed. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ, our blessed Lord and Savior. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 4 is on page 347. Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast set me at liberty when I was in trouble. Have mercy upon me and hearken unto my prayer. O ye sons of men, how long will ye blaspheme mine honor? and have much pleasure in vanity, and seek after falsehood. Know this also, that the Lord hath chosen to himself the man that is godly. When I call upon the Lord, he will hear me. Stand in awe, and sin not. Commune with your own heart, and in your chamber, and be still. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness, and put your trust in the Lord. There may be many that say, Who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart, yea, more than when their corn and wine and oil increase. I will lay me down in peace and take my rest, for it is thou, Lord, only that makest me dwell in safety. Psalm 8 O Lord, our governor, how excellent is thy name in all the world, thou that hast set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of very babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider the heavens, even the work of the fingers, 
the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him lower than the angels, to crown him with glory and worship. Thou makest him to have dominion of the works of thy hands, and thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. All sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field. The fowls of the air and the fishes of the sea, and who whatsoever walketh through the paths of the sea. O Lord our governor, how excellent is thy name in all the world. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eighth chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes. Who is like a wise man, and who knows the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom makes his face shine, and the sternness of his face is changed. I say, keep the king's commandment for the sake of your oath to God. Do not be hasty to go from his presence. Do not take your stand for an evil thing, for he does whatever pleases him. Where the word of a king is, there is power. And who may say to him, What are you doing? He who keeps his command will experience nothing harmful, and a wise man's heart discerns both time and judgment. Because for every matter there is a time and judgment, though the misery of man increases greatly. For he does not know what will happen, so who can tell him when it will occur? No one has power over the spirit to retain the spirit, and no one has power in the day of death. There is no release from that war, and wickedness will not deliver those who are given to it. All this I have seen and applied my heart to every work that is done under the sun. There is a time in which one man rules over another to his own hurt. Then I saw the wicked buried, who had come and gone from the place of holiness, and they were forgotten in the city where they had so done. This also is vanity. Because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Though a sinner does evil a hundred times, and his days are prolonged, yet I surely know that it will be well with those who fear God, who fear before him. But it will not be well with the wicked, nor will he prolong his days, which are as a shadow, because he does not fear before God. There is a vanity which occurs on earth, that there are two, that there are just men to whom it happens, according to the work of the wicked. Again, there are wicked men to whom it happens, according to the work of the righteous. I said that this also is vanity. So I commended enjoyment, because a man has nothing better under the sun than to eat, drink, and be merry. For this will remain with him in his labor all the days of his life, which God gives him under the sun. When I applied my heart to know wisdom, and to see the business that is done on earth, even though one sees no sleep day or night, then I saw all the work of God, that a man cannot find out the work that is done under the sun. For though a man labors to discover it, yet he will not find it. Moreover, though a wise man attempts to know it, he will not be able to find it. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, 
and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the sixteenth verse of the twenty-second chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. And they sent to him their disciples with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are true, and teach the way of God in truth. Nor do you care about anyone, for you do not regard the person of men. Tell us, therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness, and said, why do you test me, you hypocrites? Show me the tax money. So they brought him a denarius, and he said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. And he said to them, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. When they had heard these words, they marveled, and left him and went their way. The same, the same day the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him and asked him, saying, Teacher, Moses said that if a man dies, having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were with us seven brothers. The first died after he had married, and having no offspring, left his wife to his brother. Likewise the second also, and the third, even to the seventh. Last of all, the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife of the seven will she be? For they all had her. Jesus answered and said to them, You are mistaken, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry, nor are given in marriage, but are like angels of God in heaven. But concerning the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was spoken to you by God, saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And when the multitudes heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. 
From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, who hast knit together thine elect in one communion and fellowship, in the mystical body of thy Son Christ our Lord, grant us grace so to follow thy blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that we may come to those unspeakable joys which thou hast prepared for those who unfeignedly love thee, through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, Give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Did I just read the same colic twice? I bet I did. Anyway, I apologize for that. I was looking in to make sure I had the next colic right, and I just did it again. A um, couple things today about our, our passages. Psalm 4 is a really interesting psalm. In this psalm, David moves from, David moves from distress and anxiety to assurance, as he, and he kind of travels down the road of prayer, and that's how he, he reaches this, and, and he mentions trust in God. Uh, in verse 5, he says, Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. And so at the end of the day, it's another day of pressure, pain, and persecution for him, but his prayer ultimately leads him to a point of blessed relaxation. And it says, Dwell in, uh, let me dwell in, through, <laughs> through you, Lord, dwell in safety. So in other words, because... Um, that the Lord is, is responsible for our safety and that we dwell in him. And it comes from trust. And from there we go to dwelling in safety. And um, I will lie down in peace and sleep for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. In Psalm 8, we see something um, I think is important. Uh, Bishop talks to us a lot of times about our goal as a Christian is to remember who God is and who we are in relation to God. And Psalm 8 really, um, really lays out what is man, what is man that you have um, even looked at him and considered him, made him a little lower than the angels. So it reminds us who we are. And so as we move from Psalm 8 into Ecclesiastes, we start to, to look at an answer to some questions that, um, that, that plagued Solomon. So, um, these verses also 
they they emphasize the significance of man being created in the image and likeness to God, and um, so that's just for something to re, to remember. Uh, one of the things that happens, one of the vanities I think that we read in Solomon is that no matter what we do or who we are, we all have to face death. And I remember I went to, uh, I work for a doctor in therapy and he's a psychiatrist and I was pretty proud of the fact that I'd given up Diet Coke a number of years ago, probably over 10 years ago. And I said, hey, I gave up Diet Coke and he had one in his hand and in his typically Jewish um, uh, wisdom way, he looked at me and says, gotta die of something. So um, it's something for us to remember. We can do all these things to avoid death, but in a way, um, while we live, we want to live a life of faith and uh, witness to the Lord, but our ultimate goal is to have a good death and to join him in the completed kingdom. So um, one of the other lessons in, in verse 12 is that a sinner does evil, you know, even if he does evil a hundred times, uh, he's and it looks like he's doing well, he doesn't going to do well. And the person that fears God is going to do well. And the person that doesn't fear God is not going to do well when we stand before God. So with that, I just want to move into Matthew. We see the Herodians um, trying to trap Jesus with a political question. And the Herodians were a group of uh, leaders. I guess you would call them religious leaders, but they weren't really. They were really supporting the, the kingship of Herod and promoting the fact that Rome was there. And they're going to make the most money, I mean, make the best of it and the most money out of it. And so I think there's a little lesson here in how Jesus answers them. They said, is it okay to pay taxes to Caesar? And of course, as he, they're hoping as a Jew, he'll say, no, we don't pay taxes to any, you know, we don't do that. And as uh, people that support Rome, if he answers that way, they have him for sedition against Rome. And Jesus comes up with a, an answer. And I think the formula in there is there's things we have to do in this earth. And we have a, a responsibility of citizens of this world um, that we have to fulfill. And, and, you know, I promote that everybody should vote their, their conscience. But his answer was to render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and unto God what is God's. And I think we make a mistake as Christians when we try to equate our uh, some of the worldly or political views and, and make them a Christian view or promote that, man, you know, Jesus is this party or that party or Jesus is for that or this. We do have a responsibility, and I do encourage everybody to, to uh, participate in that process that we're fortunate to have in this country, but also to remember our real citizenship is in heaven. And then the Sadducees later in the day, and they try to trap them with a question about eternal life, which is like the height of hypocrisy since they don't believe in eternal life. They only accepted the writings of Moses. So Jesus answers them in a way, you know, the, the only way that they can really hear. But again, he gives us a little bit of a formula. He's answering them in their own language. And so what he does is they, they ask this ridiculous question about the, the woman who goes among the seventh brothers. And I think you guys all know them or have heard. And if you haven't, just to remind you, there was a kinsman's duty. And that, of course, is if the brother... If the, the man married a woman and did not bring forth children to this woman, that the brother be, then became responsible for doing that. And one of the examples of that that we see clearly is with uh, Ruth and Boaz. Ruth came back and Boaz was had to fulfill the duty of a kinsman. And so he took Ruth as his wife and, and raised up brothers to his, it wasn't just his brother, but his actual cousins or kinsmen that he had that responsibility to. So... The reason what Jesus did with them, they only believe in the writings of Moses, so, Moses. So he answered from the Torah, right from their own writing and from their own thoughts. And of course, they're hypocrites and he knows that. And he says that they're mistaken, but the real word means deceived. You are deceived about what happens in heaven. And so he said that, and as he quoted the Torah, 
uh, the God of Abraham, the God of Moses. And he goes, he's not the God of the dead, the God of the living. And so if these guys are dead, but they're living anyway, it, it shows that um, they were wrong. And that um, it, for us, I believe it shows that that the resurrection is something that's all, it wasn't something that was new that came up in New Testament times. This was something that everybody, uh, re religious Jews believe since the beginning is that they, um, that this time on earth uh, would be, uh, there would be a judgment and then they would be a uh, experience if the faithful would experience uh, eternal life with, with God. So like David in the Psalm, uh, every day we spend our time in prayer in the Old and the New Testament. We see the connection between the Old Testament and the New Testament. We see the consistency and trustworthiness of our God, and our faith is strengthened. So like David in Psalm 8, we can say, I, I will lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Let's go to the intercession on page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto the church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. It was great to be with you tonight. Thank you for, for praying with me and uh, joining me in that. Thank you to Barb and Robert. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>